I get on TV when I'm 38. I'm on Showtime at the Apollo. Lord, have mercy. They gave me my money. I saved my money up. I saved $250,000. I said, I'm going to give me some land. I went to Texas, and I'm about to buy some land. But before I went to buy the land, I was curious. I just had the thought. I said, man, I wonder how much land is on earth? How, how many acres is on earth? Because you know it's not going to change. You know, God lets you fly. God lets you dive on the water. God don't let you make dirt. Can't make dirt. So I looked it up. It's roughly over, just a little bit over, 36 billion acres of land. 36 billion acres of land. One of the things um, that I've learned in the last five years is that so much of our programming, so much of our unconscious mind uh, is rooted in the body. And um, people store traumas, uh, shocks, crisis, uh, past experiences that are strong emotional charges. They store those in the body because Every time we remember the experience, we're producing the same chemistry in the brain and body as if it's happening. So the body actually becomes conditioned into the past. And so the body in its resistance uh, is, is clinging to the known and the familiar, even though we want our future to begin to change. I say, this is the day the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it, biblical. Then he said, I say for about 10 or 15 minutes every morning, the rejuvenating, revitalizing power of God Almighty flows through me like a golden river, vitalizing, transforming every atom of my being, so that every atom of my being dances to the rhythm of the eternal God. He found the secret of life. The secret of life is joy, inner peace, the invisible ingredient. Think about it. You can look at any business, and if you want to know what shifts a business, what shifts your life, there's one force, decision-making. Decision-making is the force that shapes destiny, personal, corporate, business destiny. How many of you can think of decisions that you made years ago, one or two decisions, five, 10, 15 years ago, that that decision, you may not have realized it at the time, but that decision was one of the most important decisions of your life. You've made a different decision there, you go in a different direction, your life would be completely different today. Who can relate to this in your, in your life? Say I. So if you understand then that you can't think greater than how you feel when you're addicted to certain emotions, or when you've been thinking and feeling in the same cycles and, and feeling and thinking that you condition your body to become the mind of that emotion, then when feelings become the means of thinking, then for the most part, people are thinking in the past. So the body is struggling because it's clinging to the known because it doesn't, doesn't trust the unknown. So I just got a little bit more curious and I said, well, how many people on earth? I looked it up and it was about 6 billion people on earth. So I did some Steve Harvey thinking. I said, okay, if it's 36 billion acres of land, and it's about six billion people on earth, everybody ought to have six acres of land. I just me, you know, I just, just thinking. So I asked God, could I have six acres? 
That's all I wanted. Because you know the one thing I wanted? I didn't care if I put a house on it or nothing. I just wanted to be a stand somewhere and couldn't nobody run me off. And so some people would rather hold on to their, their suffering or their pain than take a chance in possibility. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just becoming conscious of the process. And so when people begin to do this work, the first thing we teach them is about that elegant, generous present moment. And when you're truly in the present moment and you're totally focused, something amazing happens. You forget that you have a body. He found people 110, 135, and some 150 years of age. They all sit around the table. They drink vodka, all kinds of wonderful food. But he said their diet is contrary to all the laws that all the laws of hygiene or diet that we know of in the Western world. They don't seem to know anything about the calories that we have established. He cites the story of one woman, 135 years old. She's smoking all the time. He said, how many cigarettes do you smoke? Two packages a day, she said. And then she had vodka for breakfast. And he said they had tumblers of wine for every meal. He said he had to drink so much wine he was drunk. He, finds, he found some women and some men in the fields working, 120, 125 years old. What was the invisible ingredient? Inner peace, equanimity. The secret then is getting darn good and making more effective decisions. Now, by the way, are we always going to make the right decision, yes or no? Absolutely not, no way in a million years. But most people don't have the guts to make the tough decision because they want to make the right decision, so they make no decision. And that's a decision. Isn't it true? And what happens is the world takes them over. So decision-making is the power. Now, there's three decisions you're making every moment of your life and of your business. You're making it right now in this room. And if you're watching here on film especially, you might make some decisions because you're not in the environment that's different. But the first decision you're making every moment of your life that affects your life and business is what are you going to focus on? The dude took me over there, I look at the land, and I'm, and I'm looking out, I said, man, this is great right here. I said, sir, how much is this right here? He said, well, it's about $600,000. I said, man, I ain't, I ain't got that kind of money. He said, well, how much do you have? I said, I got 250000 I said, well, let me think about it, man. He said, let me think about it. And I was standing there, and then I stopped. I said, sir, can I ask you a question, man? How many acres of land is that? He said, this is six acres. Six. Six years ago, I just asked God, just give me six. See, I didn't want a whole lot of acres. I just wanted my cut. Just give me my six. And so I said, ain't this crazy? So I thought about it. I said, man, what can we work out? Right before I got ready to say it, the guy that took me over there said, Steve, let me show you something right quick. He took me over this hillbilly's house. Took me over this hillbilly house named Jerry Campbell. You forget about the people in your life. 
uh, you forget about the things you own, your cell phone, your computer, your car, your home. You forget about where you're sitting, where you need to be, what place you have to go to, and you forget about time in and of itself. You forget to take your attention off of time. And in that moment, you become pure consciousness. Now that is the elegant, generous present moment. And when you are truly in the present moment, that intelligence that lives within you and all around you is always present. It's always paying attention. And that's the moment there's an alignment between the subjective consciousness that's free-willed and the objective consciousness of the quantum field. You're looking right in the mirror. So then, in order for us to heal our bodies, we have to get beyond our bodies. In order for us to change some aspect of our identity or personality, we have to literally forget about ourselves. Equanimity, serenity, goodwill, and the laughter of God, full of laughter. And the only being in all the world who can laugh is man. The reason for that is that God placed it in man so he'd get rid of his arrogance and pride. It's the finest way in the world to release tension. Anyone uh, can begin to synchronize with God's river of peace. A wonderful exercise every morning would be the Psalms of God. The greatest prayers in all the world are in the Psalms. Nothing in all the world equals them. Because whatever you focus on, you're going to feel. So as a business owner, every employee you have each day comes in and they make decisions about what to focus on. Some people focus on their own needs. Some people focus on the customer's needs. Is that going to change the quality of what your business does? How it does? Yes or no? A little or completely? Completely. Some people focus on what they can't control every day. I was a little nervous about meeting him, man, because I didn't like the way he talked, but mess around turned out to be one of the finest men I ever met in my life. Became a father figure to me. It's an old white man. He took me to his house. He said, let me show you something. He took me over and showed me this land, and it was massive. It had three lakes on it. It had rolling hills. It had trees. It was unbelievable, man. I said, man, this is incredible. I said, man, how much is this? He said, this 16 acres. I said, hey man, I ain't got that kind of money. Let me go on back over here to this dude who I can, Mike can cut a deal. He said, well, let me ask you something. What was you gonna give that man over there? I said, well, I hadn't worked it out yet because all I got is $250,000. He said, well, listen, I'm in a little bit of a tight right now. <laughs> said, if you can bring me 250,000 cash, by tomorrow, I give you this 16 acres. In order for us to change some problem or condition in our life, we have to forget about our present life and forget about the predictable future or the familiar past. And so you can only talk around this concept. But for a person who struggles with creating joy when they feel so much pain, and that they're working on trying to fake it until they make it, my advice is very simple. Work on getting beyond yourself. There are certain songs that people all over the world have used. These uh, songs prevented them from the mouth of lions, from shipwreck, 
shipwreck, so-called incurable diseases, mountainous deaths, and fires on the ship. These experiences are in what we call the Akashic Record. Akashic, Akashic Record. It's universal subconscious mind. In other words, uh, these experiences of people all over the world are recorded, impregnated, indelibly written in the subconscious mind of the world, universal subconscious. Can you predict, if you're focusing every day on what you can't control, how you're gonna feel about your life or your business? You're gonna be overwhelmed, you're gonna be depressed, you're gonna be frustrated. Right now, you're deciding what to focus on. You're gonna be focusing on, okay, we're getting into it now, I got the energy, now we're gonna get into the meat of this. You're right, all business is decision-making, better decisions, better life. Or you'd be saying, wow, my neighbor smells after all that jumping up and down. Notice that focus, right? Whatever you focus on, you're going to experience though, true? Now, some people make a decision and then they focus on the decision about how it didn't work out versus what they learned. You mean you have not cause you asked now. I asked for six, six years ago. He showed me six, but he gave me 16. So I went to God. I said, God, listen to this. I'm from Cleveland. I got a couple partners that's locked up. They probably won't be using they six. You know, it is written, there's nothing lost in all my holy mountain. Therefore, when you use these songs with reverence and adoration, with veneration for things divine, you're tapping the same experience that these people have. And people are protected in miraculous ways. It's far better, of course, to know the inner meaning. But even if you don't, you'll get marvelous results nevertheless. Here are the psalms that you should use. 23rd, 27th, the first psalm, the 91st, the 100th psalm, and the 39th psalm. And the 37th psalm, everybody needs it. It is the most amazing feeling you'll ever have. So I'm not asking people then to create um, a fake feeling just to pretend that they're there. I'm asking them to become passionate. And when, when they're in that field and they're no longer encumbered by their body, now they can think greater than how they feel. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not connected to matter and anything material. They're connected to this field. Those are going to be plenty of decisions that don't work out. In fact, probably if we were honest, most of us forget them. But most of our decisions aren't necessarily the right decisions if we make gutsy ones. But the ultimate decision is the ability to choose again. So focus is a decision. It's happening right now. It's happening in your business. But here's what we're looking for. There's a pattern of focus. At some stages in business, as you're going to learn today, the focus of the entrepreneur in the business is increasing sales. And they increase sales, increase sales, and when they're successful, they eventually fail. Because their sales are increasing, but what's not? Someone tell me, what's not? Profits. Some people are totally focused on profits, profits, profits. Can you make any company profitable, yes or no? Sure you can. Cut enough stuff, you can make any company profitable. For a while. A day, a week, a month, a year, a decade. True. Every time acres came up available around that 16, I bought it and I bought six more. And then I went back and I said, well, Lord, you know, all my friends ain't locked up, but 
Some of them just ain't, you know, they just ain't, well, they just ain't nothing. You know, they, they don't want nothing. They ain't trying. Could I had a six? So he gave me they six. And so then I was doing a show one time uh, on HBO, a friend of mine. He's an atheist. He don't believe in God, but he got a late night show. And he asked me to do the show, and I thought I was going to be on there telling jokes. But come to find out, he was doing a show on atheism. And I turned him down. I said, I don't want to talk. He said, man, why don't you come and talk? You're a man of faith. I said, well, I don't like arguing with people who don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. I think you're a fool. And I'm pretty sure since I believe in God, you think I'm a fool. And I don't think two fools ought to be standing around talking. Let's just end that. He said, man, come on and do the show. So I think about uh, when I'm creating, if I am going to do something unlimited, huh, I got to feel unlimited. If I'm going to create something magnificent, I have to become magnificent. So we have to work ourselves up into that state. And so there's an excitement. There's a change in energy. And, and when there's a change in energy, you change your energy, you change your life. And you'll find wonders happening in your life. I talked to a woman who was jaded and bored and uh, frustrated. Did you ever hear a person say, I'm bored to death? That person is looking down on others. When you look down on others, you're looking down on yourself. You're demeaning and demoting yourself from all angles. Everybody is an epitome of the divine. This woman had pains and aches and conflicts. Where peace is, there is no pain. Where love is, there is no cancer. Peace and pain do not dwell together. Harmony and discord do not live together. When you say divine law and order governs my life, you can't be on a train that gets wrecked for the simple reason harmony and discord do not dwell together. I can remember um, a gentleman has built CAA in Hollywood, his largest, most successful agency, right? Michael Ovitz, remember that name? He put together Nike and Coca-Cola and these billion dollar deals. And eventually Mike Ovitz went to go sell that business. He'd never thought through an exit strategy and he got almost nothing for it. Because the laws prevented him from selling it to a studio. He had to sell it to some of his employees for pennies on its real value. Now Mike found a way to make money later on in another place off of Disney. But the bottom line is the guy didn't have an exit strategy. And it was brilliant, made lots of money in the end, didn't get the value. I hated it. But after the show, I counted all them atheists. And it was six of them. So I asked God, could I have six? And nobody changes until they change their energy. So the fundamental question is, what do you get passionate about? What moves you? What, it's, and this isn't a mechanical process. We're intuitively wired to create. So when you and I are saying, okay, let's create a new app or let's create a new a program for our German community. And we're sitting down and we're starting to talk about it and we're getting all these great ideas. Our energy's changing, we're getting excited and that, that's the energy mm -hmm. that's available to create with. Focus, your first decision is what are you gonna focus on? Second decision, the minute you focus on something, you're gonna feel it. So if you focus on, oh my God, the economy's coming apart. My industries, you know, people are not buying my product or service. They're shutting it down. Consumers are not spending the money. Is that going to affect your state? Yes or no? Now, should you lie to yourself and just pretend there aren't challenges? No. But you're going to have to focus instead on what am I going to do?
Your greatest prayer is divine law and order governs my life through divine love. Use it all the time. But see, that's what I wanted. I thought that's what it was for. But God got another plan. His way is way bigger than yours. You can't even see his way. But you got to start to hustle. You got to give God something to work with. Look, if you start hustling and grinding, he'll fill it up for you. But if you ain't got no hustling, no grind, he can't fill it up. So guess what? I don't ever go there to use that land for fishing or not. But I'm changing boys' lives over there. But on top of all that, you know how many houses he done gave me? So... The stronger the emotions that we feel to certain problems and conditions in our lives, the more we put our attention on the cause, whether it's your ex, whether it's your, whether it's your boss, whether it's a coworker, whether it's your pain. And basically, if you place your attention on those elements, you're giving a pow your power away to that person or thing. So as you begin to overcome those emotions in the process of connecting, then as you overcome those emotions, you'll take your attention off those people or problems and you'll begin to break the energetic bond with everyone and everything in your past present reality and now you're calling energy back to you that's available energy for you to design in destiny but the reason is her focus is different does that make sense completely different focus so when you're focusing you got to decide what i'm going to focus on but as soon as you focus on something even if it's not true you're going to feel it so if you think someone tells you someone screwed you over they took advantage of you and you're like what and you're all upset and you picture it in your mind and now you're angry. And then later you go to confront this person and you find out it wasn't true. Who's ever had something like this happen and felt like an idiot? Raise your hand, say I. But when you focus on it, does it control you? Do you feel it, yes or no? So just write final focus equals feeling. Whatever you focus on, you're gonna feel. And as a leader, you're gonna have to manage those feelings. So, so much of people's creative energy is tied up in their pain. So then as they begin to take their attention off their pain, their body is starting to move closer to the present moment every day. And so don't be impatient. Every day is the mastery of self. If you overcome just a little bit of yourself every day, there will be a different feeling that warms your heart. That's, that's where I want people to be. And those, those add up over time. And yes, there's difficult meditations. Absolutely, I have them all the time. But if you are willing to sit in the presence of that fire and be willing to face off with it and keep returning back to the present moment, every time you do that, every time you catch yourself thinking about another person or another thing and you become conscious and return back to the present moment and fold back into possibility, that's a victory. And you're gonna do it by managing your focus. By the way, if you're gonna lead other people, do you have to create a focus for the company, for the organization to be successful, yes or no? You gotta find yourself, what are people focusing on? It's affecting all the decisions in the company. So as soon as you focus on it, finally get to decision number two. Decision number two is, what does this mean? And that's what begins to take us into this sense of worthiness, this sense of respect for ourselves and everybody else. We begin to honor and love ourselves more because we're in the crucible, we're in the fire, but we're working. And the body's beginning to shift and change step by step, so then, as you experience greater and greater degrees of oneness and wholeness, and you connect to that field, pay attention because the moment you connect to that field and all those latent systems switch on, your body is gonna get a biological upgrade because you're connecting to the signature of wholeness and oneness. When you focus on something, you gotta get a meaning. Is this the end or the beginning? 
If you think this is the end of your business, the end of opportunity, the end of our economy, are you gonna feel differently and act differently than if you think it's the beginning, yes or no? And from beta to alpha and into theta, you begin to connect your autonomic nervous system. And that autonomic nervous system has one agenda, and that is to create balance, wholeness, and order.